Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Summer Heat Wave presented by Brodo Fantasy. This is where we take a look at all 32 teams in the NFL during the month of August. Before we begin, patreon.com slash Fantasy is the website if you want to support the show. Some extras you can get on Patreon. You get an extra waiver wire show every single week. Access to the Brodo Leagues. Does your league suck? Well, this definitely will not. You will be in a league with other Brodo community members. You get access to the Discord so you can talk your stuff with them. Also, there's a tier where we will follow you on Twitter so you can DM us so the rest of your league can't see the advice we're giving you. Please visit BrotoFantasy.com. That is a one-stop shop for everything Brodo Fantasy. It features our exclusive stat, true throw value and true target value, plus rankings from fantasy pro experts Michael, Jason, and Tim Petrop. Waiver wires, start sit advice, everything you need is at BrotoFantasy.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter for up-to-the-minute TD updates on game day and up-to-the-minute start sit decisions. And, of course, YouTube.com slash BrotoFantasy to see our lovely faces. So without any further ado, let's get it started. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. We're going to take that horse to the Super Bowl. That's what the people in Indianapolis want to say about Andrew Luck and the Colts this year. A big expectation year for the Colts after a big year last year. Let's take a look at their offensive outlook and their uh, head coaching situation and their offensive coordinator situation and how that's going to have effect on the offense. Their head coach is Frank Reich in his second year coming over from the world champion uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Their offensive coordinator, Nick Sirianni, he's also in his second year. Third best offense in the AFC last year, and that's after a slow start. Third best in scoring, third best in points scored. They threw the ball 61% of the time. That was ninth in the NFL, and this offense will continue to run through Andrew Luck. That's for damn sure. So let's get to Andrew Luck, the quarterback. Andrew Luck, in my opinion, he's really the only guy that I can lock and load as a top three quarterback. Everyone wants to say Patrick Mahomes, but I got to see it for more than one year to lock and load him, like for sure, for sure. I think Andrew Luck is the only person I'm really saying that is for sure going to be a top three quarterback. Still not worth the price of drafting, in my opinion. You know how we feel. You don't draft quarterbacks early, and you're going to have to draft a quarterback early to get Andrew Luck. So, with that being said, um, what can you expect after the draft? What can you expect from Andrew Luck this season? Greatness. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I mean, and just to put the cherry on top, because he had 4,500 passing yards. He's going to throw for 30-plus touchdowns, 40-plus even. It's just what Andrew Luck does. Yeah. He only had 148 rushing yards and zero touchdowns. In his four, his four other full seasons in the league, he ran for two, three, four, and 5 touchdowns, respectively. So you can expect an increase in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns as well. So speaking of rushing Cherry yards, on top. <laughs> there's a little, there's a little Montecino. How do you say that? Montecino? Baby Sam, eat the Montecino, baby Sam. Let's talk about run, running. Uh, Marlon Mack is the number one running back on the board. Jason is is really crazy. First and second down back in a good offense. Talent isn't that outstanding, but. The Colts uh, throw to the back one in every five plays. Mac only sees about 20% of that. Uh, but he was a legit TD threat last, last year and will be, the, again, this year, in my opinion. Last year, he was 10th in attempts from within the 10. He had 22 attempts. Sixth in TDs uh, from within the 10. 
Uh, seventh in attempts from inside the five and tied for third in TDs inside within the five. So the the Colts don't really like to pass unless it's to Eric Ebron in the red zone. So uh, Marlon Mack will get that red zone work. I think that makes him fantasy viable, but don't get too crazy. I think that his ceiling is limited. Jason, you've been wanting to talk about Marlon Mack here. You're like punching me you kind in of the stomach. Jason's argument. Marlon Mack, I didn't have an issue with when I was first doing my rankings this offseason. He's kind of like Sony Michelle in my article. And then... I saw people doing drafts. I saw the draft I was in. And I'm seeing Marlon Mack getting taken in the third round. Chill. That is an absolute travesty. Marlon Mack is my... Not not over here. Marlon Mack is my number one fade this season. And I'm going to die on that hill. I'm going to be victorious on that hill. Right behind Deontay Foreman. Again, right behind Deontay Foreman. Not because because you don't like Mack necessarily, just because his ADP is ridiculous. I guess. He's my 24th ranked running back. I think he's a touchdown dependent running so back. There you too. Go. Last year, he was entirely predictable. My argument at the end of last year for why he was the playoff MVP on the waivers that we did was because you knew when to start him and you knew when to bench him. When he was facing a tough team, you sat him. When he was facing a good, a bad team, you started him. And that's how it was. So he's entirely predictable. He's not going to be relevant for half the games. He's injury prone. He's been injured in his career. He that's catches facts. no passes. Facts. And he's not dynamic enough to break big plays. Facts. He gets 20 touches and he ends with 70 yards. He's basically Lamar Miller light, except he's not durable. And he's being treated as if he's a lot better. And Naheem Hines had 81 targets last season. In his rookie year. Marlon Mack is a touchdown-dependent RB2, being treated as a guy who has RB1 upside. Michael? Uh, I agree with Jason fully. Um, I don't. I have him as my running back 18, not running back 24, so I'm a little higher on him than Jason is just because of the ridiculous offense that the Colts are likely to be with the offensive line and Andrew Luck and all the weapons. But, yeah, I think it's a bit crazy where Marlon Mack is being drafted. He also was, like I said, similar to Sony Michelle in that he was a game strip type of running back where he needs to be getting the ball in the early downs. They need to be either close in the game or with the lead. Otherwise, Naheem Hines is going to be in. Even Jordan Wilkins is probably going to mix in a bit. People are drafting Marlon Mack as if he's a workhorse. He's not a workhorse. He's not no. going to be catching passes. No, Maybe he'll no, catch no, two no. or three passes a game. How many? He had zero games last season. Oh, excuse me. Week 17, which doesn't count for fantasy purposes, the only game with more than two receptions. Ugh. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games with one or zero and receptions. this is a... Team that throws to the running back. Yeah. It's despicable. And the running back they throw to is Naheem Hines. So, I mean, he had some good games last season. Nine touches per game overall. If that increases a little bit, does he have standalone value? I think he has some standalone flex value only if you're ballsy enough to start him. It has to be in games where they're maybe against, like, the Patriots or against, like, the Texans that are expected to be Chiefs, maybe expected to be shootouts or where they're expected to be trailing. I don't expect him to be trailing much this season, honestly. But that's what you need for Naheem Hines to have a big role in the game. And he's 150% going to have at least 250-plus yard touchdowns this season. That's how dynamic he is once the ball's in his hands. So you just have to pick and choose the right weeks. He's a best ball, good candidate to take in like the 16th, 17th rounds. Jason, uh, for Naheem Hines, um, any chance that he's this year's Austin Eckler? No, he doesn't run the ball enough. He was very ineffective rushing. Yeah. He's he's a small receiver Very in the backfield. Small. He has a nice niche. He had a full yes, it. Uh, full less yard per carry than Mack and Wilkins last season rushing. So uh, Jordan Wilkins, 
and Spencer Ware also on the squad, just to put that out there. Let's go over to the wide receivers. T.Y. Hilton, let's talk about him first. Consistently good last season, especially when Andrew Luck got comfortable. Top of the tier of second, uh, top of that second tier of wide receivers, in my opinion. Uh, will get better as Andrew Luck gets better. Don't forget, Luck was hobbled to start the season last year. Not much not to like about T.Y. Hilton. I would take him over some guys that are going ahead of him. Right now, I have T.Y. Hilton and Mike Evans. That's where I have them kind of ranked. Um, Michael, what do you think about T.Y.? T.Y. went 76, 1270, and 6 in 14 games last season, bringing back the same offensive line, a healthier Andrew Luck. I think he's going to be – you guys all know my Juju prediction of 100, 1610 already. I think he's going to be the Juju light version. 90, 1508 is what I have pinned for uh, T.Y. Hilton. I absolutely love him. As long as he stays healthy, which I think his injury history is a little bit overshot. Like he usually plays even when he is hurt. So it's not like he's going to miss a bunch of games. I, he averages 16 yards per reception on his career. I mean, he's a big play waiting to happen at any time, and it happens pretty often. Jason's doing the T.Y. dance. <laughs> Watch the video, and you'll see. Yeah, YouTube.com slash Brodo Fantasy Cheap Club. Is that it? Just I'm going to carry it over. I'm going to carry it over to the other guys. Cause... All right, so let's go over to Devin Funches. Um, fell off the face of the earth last year when Cam got hurt, but... I called it. You did call that, but there is something to be said about that. Just one season ago, Funches was the wide receiver 21 overall on the strength of eight TDs, six of which came in the red zone. He's 10th in the NFL in contestant catch rate, according to PFF, last year. So they brought him in for a reason to be a red zone threat, and that's exactly what he's going to be. So where are you, are you, how are you looking at Devin Funches this year? Same as last year. He's going to be on the waiver wires all year, and people are drafting him as if he's not going to be. And I, don't, I think it's a mistake. If you look at this offense— Ebron and Doyle combined for 144 targets last year. Mm, facts. Doyle barely played, too. So you got to think that's going to improve. Mo Ali Cox is there as a red zone target. He had a few touchdowns. He's going to steal 10 targets, at least. 10 is a, a very small number. Naheem Hines had 81 targets last year. T.Y. Hilton's going to get over 100. How many targets are left for Devin Funches, Paris Campbell, Pascal, Chester Rogers? I think it's a mistake to take a wide receiver, too, from the Colts. The thing with Devin Funches is Andrew Luck makes players better. Facts. Right? We saw what happened with Eric Ebron after his terrible time in Detroit come over and score 14 touchdowns. I think he is that guy who ends up with eight touchdowns, but if you're starting him in your flex or wide receiver three weekly, you're going to be super disappointed because he's going to have games where he goes two for 28 with two touchdowns, and he's going to have games where he goes one for 18 with zero touchdowns. And I think he's going to steal touchdowns away from Eric Ebron. Uh, it makes sense. He the, the touchdown scoring is where he's going to be. You mentioned Paris Campbell. I saw Paris Campbell going in drafts. First of all, anywhere that he's going in drafts is enough. But I want to let you guys know um, how, just how bad it is to take a rookie wide receiver of any ilk in the draft. Um, he's not a red zone guy, Paris Campbell. That's for sure. So he's going to need yards. Since 2000, only eight that's 1.1% of rookies have passed the 1,000 yards receiving mark. Three of them in the same draft class, 2014. That was the year OBJ, Mike Evans, and Kelvin Benjamin. I wanted to guess. That year. That was a great draft class. That's still the draft class that's making people think that maybe they should draft wide receivers. Like That that draft class was great for fantasy and bad for fantasy because it kind of left a taste in the mouth that that's possible. Only 24 out of 718, 3.3%, ended in the top 30 receiving yards at their position. Uh, to give you a hint on how many yards that is, last year Chris Godwin was 30th with 842. Every year, fans and analysts fall into this rookie 
wide receiver trap. Count me out. I'm out. Tim. Hey, you already know I don't like him. For this year in fantasy. Paris Campbell ran a 4-3-140 last season. Fantastic. He'll be great next year. And it's a second round pick. Bro. I know. His ADP is like 200. I'm 100% okay with taking a shot at Paris Campbell with a 200 ADP. If a quarterback is going to make a fantasy uh, rookie wide receiver viable, it's Andrew Luck. And it's a slot receiver who runs 4-3-1. Campbell or Funches? I prefer to draft Campbell. Same. He's ridiculous fast. I I could see a rookie year D-Jax. This was my best case scenario Oof. back in the back in the, uh, that's, the episode. Uh, that's we high did. praise. Nine hundred yards and two touchdowns. I could see that happening with Paris Campbell. Best case scenario. I'm I'm okay. You with want that it. on your team? Nine hundred yards and two touchdowns? I don't. That, his ADP is two hundred. That's someone that's going to be on a team though. Phil and yeah. buys flex. Yeah. I could see him having a big second half, or at least a second half where you could play him in the flex, or uh, kind of like Tyreek Hill, the second half when I told everyone to pick up Tyreek Hill. Called Tyreek Hill in the second half. I could see Paris Campbell being that type of guy. And if T.Y. Hilton goes down. Oh, I guess I just gave away my uh, my injury away. But if T.Y. Hilton goes down, sign me up. I was going to say, you were talking about Tyreek Hill four weeks before anyone even knew who he was. It's true. Uh, that is facts. Another a guy that, that I was all over last year, I'm going to pat myself on the back with this one, is the tight end position. No, I will because I did not call this at all. <laughs> Eric, I hated Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron, <laughs> great talent. Loved Ebron going into last season, but let's be real. TD regression is not only probable, it's likely. Um, probable and likely mean the same thing. Um, he only had three catches per game in games that Jack Doyle played. Um, Jack Doyle, prior to the injury, was targeted 108 times. Uh, the only problem was that was not by Andrew Luck. So neither of these guys really have a stronghold on that position in terms of fantasy-wise. Now, in real life, they're going to use both of these guys. They're going to love it, and it's going to be great. But that's going to drive us insane in fantasy, not to mention Mo Ali Cox is probably going to take a couple of those TDs. Right? So what do you see out of the tight end position in, in Indianapolis? Let's start with Jason since you just you just went on a whole rant over here. I'm, I'm avoiding Ebron at all costs. Yo, if you look at – he had 110 targets last year and 66 catches. That's despicable. That's, that's, that's classic Eric Ebron. That's pretty grody. That's uh, like Jarvis Landry. Got bailed out by 13 touchdowns. That's like 20% of his catches last year. If you think he's going to catch a touchdown, one of every five catches this season again, go for it. Yes. I am not impossible. counting on that because Jack Doyle's going to be back working in the middle of the field. Mo Ali Cox might catch a few more touchdowns. Devin Funches might steal a few touchdowns from Ebron. Where does that leave Ebron? Let's say he sees 90 targets instead of 110. 90 still a high number. With that efficiency, he's going to have 50 catches. And I'm being generous. And the way I see it, it's not like the Colts loved Eric Ebron last season either, even though he had the 14 touchdowns. Besides T.Y. Hilton, who do they have to throw to? Chester Rogers, Zach Pascal, Naheem Hines out of the backfield. Like, they didn't have any real downfield threats. So they had to use Eric Ebron in the red zone. Once Jack Doyle came back, Jack Doyle was playing more snaps than Eric Ebron. But Eric Ebron was still Eric Ebron was still touchdowns. used in the red zone. He had yeah. seven touchdowns in those six games despite averaging, despite only having... Uh, 18 receptions, which is absolutely nuts. Can we know? But now they have Funchess. Now they have Campbell, who isn't supposed to be a red zone threat, but still he's going to stretch the field more. Doyle's supposed to be back. I mean, it's there's no way Eric Ebron even comes close, I don't think, to Can last Can we season. note how many touchdowns Ebron had last year where the closest defender next to him was, like, in Canada? Is that a, is that a good thing for no, Ebron? No, it's a bad no? thing. It was Why? just a play that was drawn up or Separation, a miscommunication bro. on defense. It had nothing to do with Ebron. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's gonna I mean, be. Yeah. The, don't say I, 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 you guys are being a little 
a little too much on Eric Ebron, the player. Eric Ebron, the player, player is a wide receiver trapped in a tight end's body I know, with his he was, athleticism. He was really bad in Detroit. I know they didn't use him right, but he also just wasn't right. great. They didn't use him right. Look, I don't want Eric Ebron to listen to this and think I'm an asshole, but he's going too high up in fantasy drafts. That's for sure. But let's not <laughs> let's not shit on Eric Ebron, the player. Good player. Um, One injury the away. The touchdowns might be able to get him into tight end one territory again. That's the only thing, if he keeps scoring touchdowns. It's got to be the touchdowns. Uh, one injury away category is up last and up next. Michael, let's start with you. Since Paris you like, Campbell, see, for yeah, me, We obviously, knew it already. He's six foot, runs a 4-3-1, T.Y. Hilton. He's basically T.Y. Hilton's clone, just a little taller. So if T.Y. Hilton goes down, I expect Paris Campbell to just step right into that role. Even if he doesn't, I think Paris Campbell is going to come out of the slot and have some uh, have some solid, some big plays. Maybe those, uh, who was it, like Robert Foster type, two reception, 104-yard touchdown games in there once in a while. What was his name again? Robert Foster. No, no, the other guy. Paris Campbell? You said the name Paris Campbell like six times in that sentence. If I was your editor, I would, I would be I really do not think I did. Angry. Uh, Jason, Jason who's your one injury away? <laughs> uh, Spencer Ware. If Matt gets hurt, Naheem Hines isn't going to be the guy who takes over. You think it'll be Ware over Wilkins? Over Wilkins? They signed Wilkins while they signed Ware while Wilkins was on the team, mm. and it's not like Wilkins did anything last year to um, prove anything. So I'd rather go with Ware, who we've seen do it in the past in a good setup. Ware and tear. I like Naheem Hines. I, I I know you don't like him that much, but he had nine touches per game last season. If someone gets hurt and that goes to fifteen. With most of those being receptions, if he turns his 80 targets into 100, that could be a nice little running back. Yeah. Second year in the system, second year in the league. Tyree Cohen. I'm cool with that. Yeah, Tyree Cohen, Austin Eckler, light type. Um, with that being said, ain't nothing light about the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. If you yeah. want to check us out in between episodes, you could find Michael at Mike underscore Patrop. You could find Jason at Jason Patrop. You could find me at Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real frisky. Uh, BrodoFantasy.com for all of your fantasy football needs. Also, Patreon.com slash BrodoFantasy. YouTube.com slash BrodoFantasy. Facebook.com slash BrodoFantasy. AnythingYouWant.com slash BrodoFantasy. Except Pornhub. I was about to say We're that. not on there. Uh, and <laughs> we're gonna fit. Maybe we will be soon. Um, <laughs> Michael, <laughs> you keep your business to yourself. Until no, next no. time. Later. Um, keep Later. it G-rated. Later. <laughs>